morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about the permanence of an electrolux and waste. I grew up in a family of means where the breathless rush of the new was king. We bought the first and the newest of everything. Color TV, got one. Remote control, first on the block to have it. 27-inch TV, it's over there in the living room. Pong just came out, we played it. Central vac, installed, and so on. When I met my husband in 1990, I decided to switch gears. And we went the frugal route, downsize, no debt, use things until they break, and then, if possible, fix them instead of buying new. I sold my new house with its mortgage, and he sold his house. He owned a camp by a lake that had been in his family since the 1950s. Thus, it had no mortgage. Camps were the name for a summer seasonal dwelling by the lake to which the family would decamp from the city. The places were usually small and they were closed up after Labor Day. In the 1950s, moms would take the kids to camp and stay for the summer while dads worked in the city and arrived to the camp on weekends. When I got there, I was amazed that most of the furniture in the camp to which I and my husband moved still contained its original furniture. There were floor-to-ceiling pole lamps, the coiled braided rugs, a rattan rocking chair, a heavy black dial phone, and so on. The vacuum cleaner was an Electrolux from the 50s, and it weighed a billion pounds. When I asked if we were going to get a new vacuum, he said, why? It still works. And it did. Now, this was a new concept to me. No waste. Keep using old things that still worked. My life had been one of disposable consumerism, so this was a refreshing attitude because it took a lot of the weight off in needing to keep up with the latest and the greatest. When he and I later downsized again and moved on to our sailboat and cruised down the Atlantic seaboard from Maine to the Bahamas, we passed a lot of garbage scows and barges. Especially New York City Harbor was full of garbage barges with piled up trash all heading to some landfill or another. It was the first time I'd been visually confronted with the enormity of waste. You know, it made me sad. I love the beach, and I spent a lot of time there growing up and in my early adulthood. And I'm fascinated with edges of things, like the equator, the southern U.S. border, and the tide line where the water meets the sand. At the tide line, at least in the north, there's usually a line of dead seaweed, kelp, broken shells, 
driftwood and other ocean detritus. It's sort of an ocean version of the trash line, except it's natural and organic. And it's a great visual to show where the tide had been. Well, you know what else makes me sad? Hell. I think of all the piled up trash on those barges and all that seaweed languishing there above the tide line, drying out, forlorn, alone. And I envision all that as flesh, all that wasted flesh that did not honor God, all that wasted flesh that Jesus disposes of in hell. I can't imagine the piles of people in the gaping maw of hell. I think of the flood, all the peoples on earth except Noah and his family cast into hell and the billions of people ever since, all waste. The worst waste is people who did not honor God. Gentiles, also known as pagans, do not honor God. They cannot. They are corrupt through and through with sin, and God hates sin. Well, back to the camp, it seemed like the Electrolux was going to last forever, but it eventually died. And boy, did my husband ever get his money's worth out of that thing, almost 50 years of life. But eventually, it gasped its last and it went to the landfill where all the other waste went. No matter how permanent the vacuum cleaner seemed, no matter how well made it was, it eventually ran out of days for its lifespan. Now, hell is real. It is a place where people who have denied Christ, sinned, loved the world, will be cast to endure active conscious punishment forever. Cast, thrown, like when you throw a used tissue into the trash, you don't gently place it there, you throw it. You're hurled into hell without a second thought. That is how the people who did not repent will be thrown into the lake of fire, which burns for all eternity. Revelation 20.15 says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. This is weighty. This is huge. This requires some thought. Hell is not a pleasant topic, but it is real. And there are already billions of people dwelling there. My own father died at the scene of a car crash in 2014. I am 99.99% sure he died outside of Christ. He was a rabid atheist all his life, so the concept of hell became personal to me on that date. Looking out over a beach and seeing piles of dead seaweed reminds me of all the wasted flesh in hell, groaning, gnashing teeth, fists up against God, but tormented forever. Jonathan Edwards said in his famous sermon, Sinners in the hands of an angry God, and I quote, 
tis everlasting wrath. It would be dreadful to suffer this fierceness and wrath of Almighty God one moment. But you must suffer it to all eternity. There will be no end to this exquisite, horrible misery. When you look forward, you shall see a long forever, a boundless duration before you, which will swallow up your thoughts and amaze your soul. And you will absolutely despair of having ever any deliverance, any end, any mitigation, any rest at all. And you will know certainly that you must wear out long ages, millions and millions of ages, in wrestling and conflicting with this almighty merciless vengeance. And then, when you have so done, when so many ages have actually been spent by you in this manner, you will know that all is but a point to what remains, so that our punishment will indeed be infinite. Oh, who can express what state of a soul in such circumstances is? All that we can possibly say about it gives a very feeble faint representation of it. It's inexpressible and inconceivable, for who knows the power of God's anger? That was Jonathan Edwards in his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Proverbs 30, 16 says, Sheol, the barren womb, land never satisfied with water and a fire that never says enough. I read this morning in the Valley of Vision in the entry called Penitence that I am guilty of an infinite evil that merits infinite punishment. For sin is the violation of an infinite obligation. That's why the punishment is eternal. No matter how long we live and how ever permanent things seem, they're not. Whether you dispose of items as soon as the next pretty shiny thing comes along, or whether you keep it as long as possible, eventually things get thrown out. There is waste no matter how much we recycle of bodies, of human flesh that dies. That's the one thing that lasts forever. The question is, where will you spend it? Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a thoughtful day. Thank you.